Good morning. This is Friday, June 28, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's on the front page today. A slow drift to the right as Roberts tugs the court. Senate 68-32 to 32 passes overhaul for immigration. And Fed officials try to ease concern of stimulus end. In today's national headlines, NFL player is linked to two other killings. Boston bombing suspect is indicted on 30 counts. And friend of Trayvon Martin faces more cross-examination. In today's business headlines, the Dow was up 114 yesterday. U.S. to suspend trade privileges for Bangladesh. Ratings service finds states facing pension shortfall. And finance panel asks senators to start tax reform process. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories and news analysis, written by Adam Liptak. Slow drift to right as Roberts tugs court. Viewed in isolation, the Supreme Court term that just ended had elements of modesty. The court declined to do away with affirmative action, gave Congress another shot at salvaging the Voting Rights Act, and refused to find a constitutional right to same-sex marriage. But glancing at an end-of-term snapshot can be misleading. The more meaningful way to look at the court is as a movie, one starring Chief Justice John Roberts as a canny strategist with a tough side and his eyes on the horizon. He's just 58 and is likely to lead the court for another two decades or more. Roberts has proved adept at persuading the court's more liberal justices to join compromise opinions, allowing him to cite their concessions years later as the basis for closely divided and deeply polarizing conservative victories. His patient and methodical approach has allowed him to establish a robustly conservative record while ranking second only to Justice Anthony Kennedy as the justice most frequently in the majority. This court takes the long view, said William Shanmugan, a lawyer with Williams and Connolly in Washington. It proceeds in incremental steps. On Tuesday, when the court struck down a part of the Voting Rights Act, Roberts harvested seeds he'd planted four years before. In his 2009 opinion, writing for eight justices, he allowed the Voting Rights Act to stand. But the price he exacted from the court's liberal wing, as language quoted in Tuesday's decision that seems likely to ensure the demise of the law's centerpiece, Section 5, which requires federal oversight of states with the history of discrimination. The Chief Justice helped plant new seeds on Monday, when seven justices, including two liberals, agreed to sign an opinion that, over time, could restrict race-conscious admissions plans at colleges and universities. Only the senior member of the court's liberal wing, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, filed a dissent. Last year, in the second biggest surprise of his decision upholding President Obama's health care law, Roberts persuaded two liberal justices to join the part of his opinion allowing states to opt out of the law's expansion of Medicaid. That ruling has added significant complications to the rollout of the law. Only the justices know their motives and arrangements, but there is a pattern here. The price of victory today for liberals in the Roberts Court can be pain tomorrow. There is more to the court's docket than the blockbusters that land in June. The term was as contentious as it was consequential, with almost 30% of the cases decided by five justice majorities, compared with an average of 22% in recent years. 
In lower-profile cases, the court's rulings continued to be good for business interest and bad for the Obama administration, 